Ain't no time to waste on the paper chase. She say this her cut like a taper fade. I'm, I'm, I'm the bomb grenade. Just... Man, okay, this is your host, Tay Wiggs. You got your co-host, Mark Seam. Hey, man, first and foremost, you know, Mark is going to jump us off. Got the topics going. What are we going to talk about first right now today? All right, so we're going to uh, start off with the NFL. Uh, you know, it's not NFL season, but, you know, there's been some news going around, uh, particularly some high-profile players, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get out of their situation. We knew about Deshaun Thomas leaving the season, but since then, another quarterback of that caliber, Aaron Rodgers, a Green Bay Packer, who we thought would be for life, is asking out of out of Lambeau Field. And I don't think there's any suitors for uh that you know that can it, of course everybody wants Aaron Rodgers, but who can afford him, who can you know offer the pet best package to get him? Uh you know, all those things that, that come into play when when a player say, Hey, I just want to leave. Right. You know, teams normally gotta make room for him. So do you think it's any it's a situation out there that you know I haven't seen, I haven't heard expressed on Sports Center that, you know, Aaron Rodgers can land himself in, that he would like on top of that. Right. Uh, You know, the Aaron Rodgers news, you know, I thought he's like you said, it's going to be a Packer for life. But, you know, I guess right now, the place they call the Cheeseheads, it's kind of molded right now. Um, (laughs) You're looking at that type of situation, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. He's looking at Tom Brady and the success he had. You're looking at players like a Peyton Manning that moved to a different team and won a Super Bowl. You know, Aaron Rodgers had won a Super Bowl almost, but I'm going to say about, it's been about nine to ten years. It's almost been a decade, for sure. So you're looking at <laughs> where he's at in his career. You know, he hosted Jeopardy. Uh, he got a new fiance once again. Um, so a lot, there's a lot going on for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's just looking at all the moves that everybody else is making. I mean, look at the young team. And the Chargers over there with the moves they made in the offseason with the NFL draft. Look at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, look up, look what Bill Belichick is doing in New England right now. He spent the most money ever in NFL history in free agency. He know he had to revamp his um, defense ASAP, quickly as possible, as possible, and also get Cam Newton some other weapons as well. So you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, the places that he can land at. I'm, I'm hearing the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they want to. I think they've been trying to trade Derek Carr. Now for the last the last two seasons now, every since that uh what's name got there? Uh John Gruden. Right, he definitely been on the trade block. So you're looking at the pieces that you're gonna give up for Aaron Rodgers. Will some teams bite on the Aaron Rodgers move? If you trade for Aaron Rodgers, you you must win a Super Bowl now, not next year, not the year after next. You talk about a 37, 38 year old quarterback who has very experience. He still has a good receiving court up there with Devontae Adams. So you look at other possible teams that could actually use him. I'm here to Miami Dolphins, Trey uh, Tatakabalua, give up some first-round draft picks. I mean, when you look at teams like that, uh, maybe the New England Patriots may take a stab at him. I can't hear – do I hear the San Francisco 49ers? You know, Aaron right. Rodgers is from the West Coast. So, the Denver Broncos. So, when you look at some of these team scenarios, who probably had a legitimate best fit for him? I'm going to say this. Yes, he grew up. In warm weather, to me, the Denver Broncos makes the most sense. It's because he plays in cold weather up there in Lambeau. It won't be nothing new for him, Marcus, to go play in the mile high. So when you look at the teams you think he got a chance, which teams you think is a good fit for the Aaron Rodgers? 
I mean, out of those teams you name, you know, I, it, I would go with a West Coast team. I think Vegas is the best situation if they're going to, uh, you know, be willing to trade their car, which it sounds, you know, that's all we've been hearing for the past two years. Or if somehow he can end up with Bill Belichick, you know. But we know uh, they're still trying to test out Cam Newton there, uh, give him like a fair shake since he had, you know, the whole COVID uh, virus last year that took him out of the lineup. You know, it would have seemed like he was uh, – you know, kind of really getting in his foot in, in that offense. So I would right. say the absolute best would be him to end up a, a Patriot. But I think he want to um, end up on the West Coast like that. Or you got the uh, Rams too, because you know I'm 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 hearing, uh, you know they, they kind of want to move away from uh, their young starting quarterback there. So I mean either place, uh, the Rams, Raiders, or uh. Uh, the Patriots. I think those are the best situation for him the Rams, if he wants the, to win. Right. Well, the Rams moved off of Jared Goff. I mean, they trade him to Detroit. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> uh, Matthew. Right. Right. So you're right, looking at, right. So you look at I me, mean, Matthew Stafford. So you're looking at the quarterback they got up there. I think they're fine. So if they do trade Aaron Rodgers, let's say hypothetically to the Broncos. The Broncos probably received Devontae Adams. The Packers are going to first round draft pick in 2022, 2023. And 25, a second round draft pick in 22, also a third third round pick in 22 and 23, with wide receiver Jerry Judy, wide receiver KJ Hamler, uh, Danny Risen, line guard, quarterback Drew Lott, and quarterback Patrick Sertan. That's what the rock. That's what some teams will have to give up for Aaron Rodgers. Would you want to give up that much assets for an aging quarterback? Yes, he won the MVP last season. Right. You give up almost half your offense and some players are your defense with one guy, which means you got to go get more players for him to step up. So he's back in that same situation, <laughs> same situation. yet again. Right. Yeah, I think that I think uh, that's the thing when um, players demand trade, especially good players. You know the mm-hmm. team that you eventually is going to get you is going to have to give up like some of the reasons you want to go there in the first place. Like they have to give up uh, a lot of talent. <laughs> in order right. for you to land there we mainly see that in basketball um somehow they those teams you know brooklyn nets uh, a prime example they somehow always work it out but in this case you got an agent quarterback unless you think he he's gonna have like tom brady longevity right. like 40 years old still as you know i wouldn't say as good but as effective uh when he was younger mm-hmm. then you you, you is is worth the risk but in football, you never know. He can play game one and have some sort of season in the injury. It's like a waste now, of season. Now, all honestly, you know, let's be, let's be honest. Let's say you and the GM of your team, you know you need a quarterback. Are you willing to give up that many assets for a player, right? Like for somebody that old? I said, no, not unless you think they're going to uh, – it's like a Tom Brady situation. Like, we're going to definitely be in the running for a Super Bowl or Super Bowl champions. Then you may, you know, risk it for that type of reward. But if it, it's not like – like Tampa Bay was like the perfect situation for Tom Brady. Right. I don't two, think too many of those exist for Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah, too, you know, you, you put – that would put a GM – in the hot seat because you just don't want to win. You you just do not just want to go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. That's it's either Super Bowl or bust. Right. And two, you know, football is an unforgiving sport. 
You can go out there and get hit one good time. And you can be out for the rest of the season. You can miss seven to eight games. That could be a difference in your season. So I'm looking at mm-hmm. for my answers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers. He may he he's probably going to get moved, but I'm not willing to give that give up that many assets for a 37 year old quarterback and an MVP. Mm-hmm. Just because now you got to go in to a new system, a new city. You got to you got to you got to learn a new language of that offense. You got to get to know the players. So you this is another learning curve. I think Aaron Rodgers to me. He's a good quarterback, a great quarterback. He's not a – everybody keeps calling him a GOAT. He has one Super Bowl ring. Um, I, don't know what, I don't know what GOAT has one Super Bowl ring. GOATs has, multi, GOATs has more than three. You got to have more than three Super Bowl rings to be called a GOAT. And, uh, and you're looking at – he plays in a, in a conference. And his division is, is weak. Yep. It gets – I agree with that too. He gets to the playoffs, get bounced out a lot early. Um, like I said, I would not do it. I think the I think just because John Gruden over there for the Raiders, he played Russian roulette when it comes to stuff like that. See, I think that'd be the ultimate deciding team that will probably move on from Derek Carr and probably trade him to Green Bay for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Right. So now going to that, Julio Jones. Man of Falcons receiver. Maybe he came up with a trade. They've been trying to trade him since uh, the NFL draft. An agent receiver. Uh, can't stay healthy for the last three or four seasons. And most going to give you about seven to eight and a half games that's going to be played. And and teams, they get if they receive a phone call, the Patriots another team that's getting right. calls about them. Uh, I heard the Cleveland Browns even asked about Julio Jones. So... Mm-hmm kind of got to i mean a player of his caliber you kind of at least gotta inquire gotta ask yeah even if so, he knows a long shot <laughs> so you're looking at somebody like julio jones at the receiver spot maybe go maybe go play out west maybe go play for the arizona cardinals so you're looking at a team like that a guy who always been the one receiver do you think julio jones would be okay be a number two receiver at this point in his career uh no i, I don't think so Especially not. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't see it happening. Him being just complacent with being the number two receiver, he hasn't. Like he hasn't achieved enough. I think as a team, to be willing to be like a the number two receiver on an okay team. Uh-huh. If it was like a, a team where it's a clear number one guy. And um, he's like going to be a clear you know, like one A or or something like that. Then maybe, but I, I just don't see it, especially with the lack of success he had. Like when they went to one Super Bowl, and they pretty much blew it. They had the league going in the halftime, big league, to the Patriots, and then they blew it. Uh, that was his really only taste of uh, of a deep playoff run as the number one guy. So I don't think he'd be happy in a situation like that. You don't think so? No. Well, why you why you say that? Uh, just because, like I said, he hasn't had that much success as a number one guy. Um, you know the deep. You know they made it to the Super Bowl one year against the Patriots. They blew right. that big halftime lead, and then that was pretty much it. Like, um, you know, they haven't. There, he doesn't get enough 
Well, he hasn't had an opportunity to get, you know, that that, that shine, that prime time shine as a number one guy. And he may just be wired different, you know, and be willing to accept, but I haven't heard any stories of him being that way. So the one thing too, you know, you know, the NFL, the average lifespan of the NFL is probably three to four and a half years. I think it's be Julio Jones either ninth or tenth season coming up. And I, me personally, I think it's the turf toe that keeps bothering him because that keeps coming up a lot too as well with the ankle ankle injuries as well. So I think he's got a lot to do with the artificial turf. So you see a lot of teams in the NFL getting rid of the, the fake turf and going back to real grass, um, i.e. the Carolina Panthers where I'm here at. They actually dug up the old artificial turf and it's going back to real dirt and grass which is that be better on the knees and, and two, on the ankles and the toes. So if you play on artificial turf and you get hit, it's pretty much like you, it's, I ain't going to say pretty much, it is that you like land out there getting hit and you get some of that hit and you, and you fall on the concrete. So I think right. the NFL is doing good with that, trying to save the body of the players, preserve it, because this year is going to be a longer season. Some teams' buys are come later in the season than some others. So you're looking at some teams get to buy week probably no later than week 11. So that's a long week of football. You play ten straight, mm-hmm. ten straight weeks of football. Then you get a bye week. Some teams got their bye weeks early, like week five, and got to play the, the the rest down the stretch. So we're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of different things, a lot of different players getting involved. That's another reason why they, as well, for players like Julio Jones, added a, more people to the roster because you don't know who you're gonna need in certain key game situations. So when you're looking at Julio. Ooh, Somebody's going to get him at a steel deal price because if I was, I, I mean, I'm not giving him, like I said, I'm not giving him the number one pick for Julio Jones either. I give you two, right. I give you two twos and some threes and some fours. I can't right. give you a number one. I mean, his last uh, season where he was like a dominant, no, I was right. say it was like two years ago, 2018. Uh, he had an okay season uh, last, you know, 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. 2020, like you said, he he only played what nine or eight games. Right. Uh, so it's like, and it's been so his best season was 2015, and then since then it's been like a decline. So it's like his numbers aren't going up; they're going uh, towards it like a decline. It could be just because of his situation. You know, sometimes that uh, you know plays a role. Like you know, you're not happy at a certain place, even though you're trying your best. The right. results, you know. It is not showing up, and you know you uh, you you won't play to your best ability. So, unless you think a new you know situation will you know revive him, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think his numbers just really has been on a, a decline, for, except you know for 2018, uh, you know where he had a, a a Julio Jones type year. Oh yeah, I could I could definitely agree with that too as well. Um, on a player like Julio. Um, Man, it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna say just stay tuned. Um let's speak of this. Uh you know, um NBA playoffs is here, you know, our bread and butter with the sure. NBA playoffs, you know. And we're gonna talk about the play-in games. Uh how you no, know, this is our first year. This is our second year seeing it. Was this our second year seeing the playing game, right? Second year, yep. Yeah, but this year, year is right? not in a bubble. This year is not in a bubble. <laughs> huh? 
I said, yeah, but this year it's not in the bubble, so uh-huh. that's the only difference. So it's not in the bubble, right? And what 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 games in this playoff game that 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 you was most excited to see? Uh, of course, it was the uh, Golden State and um the Lakers. The highest uh, and, ratings, five point four yeah. million people. And then after that game, um, and Memphis won. Uh, the second was the Golden State and the Memphis Grizzlies. Those were the, the two best games in the play. And I think the Eastern Conference games was uh, a little lackluster. Um, right. Like uh, both, uh, all basically all the games were runaways on the East mm-hmm. side. Uh, the first, uh, Washington and Boston. Boston mm-hmm. ran away with that. Um, and then and what, what? The Pacers got the Pacers, Pacers smoked. Smoke Charlotte. Yep. And then when the Pacers met with the Washington Wizards, they got smoked. So it's like all those games was blowouts. But on the West, you know, they were pretty pretty much more competitive. And then those two games were like the highlight of the whole play-in. Right. I mean, the playoff end was cool. I definitely like it. Like, I don't know if it's going to stick around going forward. I mean, certain when you got blown out, look at the Charlotte Hornets. I live here in Charlotte. I, I keep going back to that. Ashley from Cleveland. Um, I look at the Charlotte Hornets ladies in that playing game and I was watching it. My takeaway was was they just okay, satisfied to be there. To be in the play in. Play in like, hey, we made it to the playoff game. Anything can happen. They they didn't come out and treat that game like a playoff game. I think the Charlotte Hornets, I mean they bread and butter markets definitely been a three ball. Mm-hmm. I think in that game they relied on the three ball a lot. Just because Lamelo Anthony had Lamelo Anthony Lamelo Ball <laughs> hasn't seen that type of pressure in that type of setting. Remember the Pacers? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last year played in the playing game before. It was one, mm-hmm. No, they was the only teams in the playoffs. So you're looking at a team like that who already had that type of experience and turned to heat up another notch on the Hornets because the Hornets haven't been to the playoffs in, in quite some time. Right. And with the Charlotte Hornets not being in the playoffs for so long, and they did get into playoff in game. I knew this was a comeback at Harlem. The ghost called Gordon Hayward. <laughs> he is injured at the wrong time as well. This is now three years, three years in counting. I mean, the, the very first, you know, that ankle injury, you know, first game in Cleveland. Man. I don't think you can hold that one against him because that was like a real freak accident. Right. But since then, I mean – he hasn't been healthy since then, and it hasn't all been leg-related injuries. You know, he had some um, upper body injuries, arms, wrists, like fingers, has been keeping him out. So it, it's, it's starting to look like he is uh, one of those injury-prone, semi-like pseudo halfway all-stars. Because right. Boston surely needed him um, this season. You can tell that it wasn't as good. Uh, and then when Charlotte had him, you know, the, the, Forget a playing game. They was, uh, you know, jostling around five, six, you know, playoff seeds where they would have avoided a playoff game. And then, you know, LaMelo got hurt. And I think that that messed up their momentum and then tacked that on with Hayward getting hurt too late in the mm-hmm. season. That, you know, it it showed in uh, in their spirit <laughs> in that, that one playing game they had. Right. And the next fall, like, the Pacers get blown out. I think the NBA stiffed them. Under the COVID protocol, we're gonna get in later into depth about that. <laughs> okay. Curious Levert 
has to leave the game or couldn't play the next game because of the protocol. Now, I believe if he was there for the game against the Wizards, mm-hmm. would we be seeing the Pacers right now playing today instead of the the Wizards? Uh, I think it would have been more competitive, but I think they still would have lost because, uh, you know, that Washington Wizards blowout to Boston, I thought it was um, – Kind of sparked them, like yeah, we ain't gonna have that same performance coming right. in the game too. Um, and you saw Russell Westbrook and, and uh, Brad Beal, right. you know, change course, and they, you know, they balled out. So if they would have gave that same effort, I, I think adding Karis LeVert wouldn't have did too much. Mm-hmm. It would just cut the you know the the L in half, maybe like not how much it was about fifteen twenty uh, to maybe like five or six. It'd have been just a closer game. Exactly. When we, when we go to the West Coast games, we look at those playing games. You had the uh, Lakers, Warriors. Definitely, that was definitely one of the games right there. It's an instant class. Then you had the uh, the, the other game with the um, what is, who who played the other play? The Memphis Grizzlies, Spurs, and, uh, and the Spurs. Now we're gonna start with the Spurs and Grizzlies. I, I was looking. Rudy Gay was trying to turn up, and he couldn't like really turn up. He tried to turn uh, up and turn the clock back. Right. He tried to go back into Rudy Gay back when he was there back in 09, 010. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. When you were looking at a player like a DeMar DeRozan and a Greg Popovich type of system, he still flourished. And then with the numbers that he had this year, he could have been easily an all star depth in the East Coast. Right. Now, coming out of Jay Loss, do you see? After this season, do you see Popovich retiring from coaching, or do you see DeMar DeRozan going to another team? If you had to choose one, which one is more likely to happen? I think DeMar DeRozan get in, uh, traded. And, and I think Pop liked DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think uh, Pop has – he's got been um, – you know, he had like a, a second act, like where he can coach a, a building team. Because you know, mm-hmm. he's been at the upper echelon of, of uh, organizations, teams, right. winning for the last couple of decades. So mm-hmm. this is a change of speed for him, and he's like get, having to, getting to teach some some players some new things, build up a team. So I think he actually enjoys doing it. Um, and I think he, like I said, I think he liked Demar Derozan. But in order them for the to continue their rebuild, they're gonna have to get back. Uh, you know, they're gonna have to trade Demar. And get back some younger um, assets, but more, you know, more than just him, like some some more modern day players. I would guess you would say because Demar Derozan is the king of the, the mid range. Oh yeah, and I for think sure. they're looking for shooters, three point shooters. To be if you're looking at a player of Demar Derozan's stature, if he do get traded or become an unrestricted free agent, what's what three teams you may think he might be the best suitable for in the near future? If you had to pick three. I had to pick three. Uh, I mean, naturally, I would say um, the Clippers. Okay. You know, he's a he's an LA guy. Um, not, if not the Clippers, maybe. Man, it's kind of hard to because the type of like I said, the type of player is he. He's a mid range. He's not doing, you know, the threes and. Right. Running gun, he's like a real half court, I would say, type player. So it have to be another playoff team. Um, 
I really don't know. I, I would say the Clippers is is my his best bet because uh, I think now they they just need a third guy because their second third guy is always in and out. Uh, it was Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they got Rajon Rondo. Uh, he's an old guy. <laughs> he's a right. old veteran. And then like, well, who was gonna be their third? Is never a a, a solid third player. That, right, you know, helps those Clippers. So, if I had to pick a three teams, I'm gonna say whatever team Kyle Lowry goes to, I think those two want to be paired back mm-hmm. up just because the situation they've been in before, and they understand that how they play on the floor. You know, it's in a continuity together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three, I'm, I'm always say, if you do want to go back, say Toronto got a door open for him. The Clippers not a bad pick, but I feel like the Clippers may trade Paul George. Kawhi Leonard is, I think Kawhi is a free agent after this season. Yeah, he is. So things can get ugly re- <laughs> for the Clippers real quick. And I'm looking at DeMar DeRozan, Clippers won't be bad. Uh, the Rock, not the Rockets. Um, the Raptors. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw this team in a dark horse team. Just hear me out before you say it. I'm gonna say the Miami Heat. Oh, okay. The reason I'm gonna say the Miami Heat, one of my guys at Victor Depot, been up and down injury wise. Right. He got everything fixed on his foot at the orthopedic with the heel. Now, since you're having feet problems, a foot problem, only one person know about foot problems in the NBA. That's Larry Legend, aka Larry Bird. Once you start getting start hurting your feet and your feet injured, you never come back the same player. You don't have that same explosiveness. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at that. So we got to think about it. If Larry Bird had those type of injuries, playing the converse of weapons, <laughs> and you got Victor Deeper playing in Aaron Jordan was like the most cushion, I believe he may get moved to another team. And I feel like DeMar DeRose would be a perfect fit with them. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy played defense. DeMar DeRozan played defense. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the master of the mid-range. My, he's the ma- the maestro of it. Mm-hmm. So if, if you give him up and let him go to Miami Heat with a Jimmy Butler, I think the Miami Heat just need another big man, another center to go along with Bam, put Bam back in a power forward position. But anyways, we're back to DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to say Heat, Clippers, and Raptors. But the Miami Heat's being my dark horse team with DeMar DeRozan. I like what I seen from the young core. I thought DeJounte Murray, the San Antonio Spurs. I thought towards the end of the season, he started to regress a little bit. Last year, he's more he's more tactful going to the hole. He's more impactful as well. So I look at some of the games he had down the stretch. I'm like, okay, he's doing some double doubles. But the one thing he need to work on, he need to work, like you said, about the mid-range. Need to find a consistent shot. He don't have a go-to move. A lot of guys nowadays in the NBA don't have go-to moves. I definitely agree with that. And, and I think the Miami Heat is notorious for you know going after players that they you know, want better, yeah, veteran players and know how to play the game. You know, I'm looking at Andre Iguodala, uh, right. Jimmy Butler getting there. Um, you know, so that Heat culture would definitely take different. DeMar DeRozan to a, to a different level because it's just, it's just different there. Right. Um, look at this young Memphis Grizzlies team. John Moran. 
Chalorant. You know, he been balling. Mm -hmm. But you know who else been balling, though? Dylan. <laughs> he always fights. Dylan Brooks been balling. High energy. So he look, high energy guy. Um, I'm liking I'm how he step up to the uh, – to go to, to how he was defending, how he defend, defend certain players in, in certain situations, like in that in that Spurs game on DeRozan, stepping up, trying to guard a player like Rudy Gay to keep him contained. And their coach over there was it was his name was it John Jenkins is name of the coach for the Grizzlies. When you looking right. at when you look at that young coach like that, he make them guys believe. Like John Rent is uh, is is serious. He he's tough. He stand up, take over the game. Like uh, we'll go for instance, we're gonna go back and forth between the games. We're looking at different picture frames. So I'm looking at how he stepped up against the, in the Spurs, then the Warriors, what he did in that game against Steph Curry, and you know Steph Curry has gained a lot of respect from a lot of people just because we know that they're missing a, a piece, two pieces, a rookie James Reisman who went down with the injury. Then you're looking at Clay Thompson, who had the, right. the freak action that happened after he got cleared to uh, to go into practice and injured, he got injured again. So you're looking at a player like those two guys that are missing, a rebounder, another set shooter, and another defender. Now, we said it before that with Clay Thompson out, that team's like minus 11 wins. We know another 11 wins, they would definitely, or 12 wins, they would definitely be either first or second place without a doubt. Right. When you look at somebody like a Steph Curry, Going at John Moran, and they were just leaving John open for a three. And John's like, I'm just, I'm shooting him. He was cashing in. Yeah, right. He's like a what, four for five at one point. And he eventually went on with five for 10 or something like that. So right. he made half his threes after like just a week ago. He basically, he didn't, he took like five fewer threes than he did. So he shot, ultimately shot 10 threes last mm -hmm. game. Majority of them wide open because, like you said, they was just giving them a shot. And then flash forward a week ago when they were fighting for the eighth seed um, against Golden State, you know, he kind of shot away from taking those shots. Uh, you know, he right. kept him from being aggressive. Um, and I think he turned that around like that in that quick, quick time frame. He turned that around immediately, and that was the reason why they eventually won the game. Exactly, um, like you said, attack because he when he's when he's get under the rim with the five to ten feet above the rim. He's pretty much automatic because he's another person who has a nice layup package, just like Kyrie Irving. So you're looking at a John Morant. He's a finisher. What I like about his game, he's a passer. Got a good IQ to understand the game of basketball. I thought they, I thought the hungry team with the playing game, even though it's not the playoff game, it's pretty much like the, the extended version or the bonus round of the regular season. We're going to take right. these last four teams, two from each side, well, four. So we take the last four teams, four from each side. We're going to make them grind it out for this last spot. And this is, and they're trying to bring that culture back to the NBA where y'all can't keep tanking, man. You guys have to play a full game of basketball. We can't take days off. Is it making the product look bad? NBA views are down. Mm -hmm. So you look at the NBA views are down. They got to find some way to get their viewership back. People, fans, just due to the uh, the COVID nineteen, you can't go to certain games. Still gonna be masked up in certain places, but going into the next season, we will be fully 
at full capacity. So you're looking at John Morant. He's going to win an MVP sooner than at later. Some point. Some point. At some point in his career. Two, if Jaron Jackson can stay healthy with John Morant, that team right there is dangerous. A healthy uh, Jaron Jackson, I can see them probably a five, a five through seven, a five through. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say five through five through seven seeded team in the, in the Western Conference next year. They can actually beat one of those teams, a top echelon team, because they definitely, they definitely just. I'm gonna say get another piece away to get where they have to go. All right. Like they, they, uh, I think these playoffs is gonna teach them a lot about their team. Um, I give them a, a slight chance of upsetting Utah, but uh, I think it's gonna. If an upset doesn't happen, it's gonna grow them like exponentially for next season, and they'll know exactly what they need heading into the off season. Um, and and some of it is not even extra players, you know, just um, guys stepping up their game. You know, like we said, John Morant um, stepped up, made those big threes yesterday. I think. He gets more consistent in his three-point shooting. Um, they get one more player uh, to go along, um, Dylan and JJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are uh, right there in the, you know, the, the top five teams in the West, for sure. Oh, right. right. If you go now, Lakers, Warriors, and that game, Marcus. And that game, right there, when you watched it, what did that game feel like just watching that game before the like the hype like right during jump ball? Did that have like a playoff game or more of a finals feel to it? Um I think it had more of a finals feel to it because that's you know LeBron James and Steph Curry is something we used to seeing, but in the finals. And and it felt like it had that type of you know stakes around it, um, like a game seven in the finals almost. Right. And I think the Lakers at first, you know, the first half of that, that game was really trying to get uh, a rhythm with LeBron being back in the lineup. Um, you know, a- LeBron and AD and Dennis Schroeder. Like, mm-hmm. they had all they guys for once, you know, out of the last two months. Right. And I just think it took them a while to figure, figure out which lineups was the best. And then once they, you know, found that lineup with uh, AD at, at the center spot, Mm-hmm. I think they really took off and, and it took the game to another level as well because the Warriors came out with that energy. You know, Steph, including all of the role players, you got Poole, um, was it T- Toscano? Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Poole played my, had a great game. Like Those guys came out in both games and played really a, above what you expect from them. All right, I like that. Uh, I think when Clay Thompson come back, Ah, oh, man. I feel like they had Harrison Barnes, right? I just feel like they got a Harrison Barnes negative 1.0 Andrew Wiggins. Just hear me out. This is no disrespect <laughs> to Andrew Wiggins. This is just what I see from the basketball side. Key game situations, right? Clutch game situations. You need that big shot and that big stop. He don't get that stop. Same thing. Harrison Barnes is doing can't hit for some reason. They cannot hit that 15 footer or that three point ball to seal the game or take the lead. Mm-hmm. 
Wiggins came up short twice in the fourth quarter in a key game situation where a person like a Jordan Poole and uh, Tassiano delivered. Even uh, even uh, Kent Bazemore was delivering. Just because I'm saying this because you would think Andrew Wiggins, yeah, he can he can you the, the flashes that he can do it. He is not that consistent. Draymond Green hit a clutch three in the closing seconds. Thought the world was about to end when he made. I'm say, Draymond open. You know, if Draymond hit one three. You know he talking trash. Right. He's about to come defend you and give you a horror file. That's what he always does. But. I think once Clay come back, I believe they may move Wiggins and put Jordan Poole in that spot. Jordan Poole, they since Indiana watching him play, he plays with that aggression. He's not scary this for the moment. Talking trash to AD. AD said, man, who are you talking to, man? Like, <laughs> you just got here. You can't be talking right. trash to me. First half, I think AD had like four points. Second half, I think he finished the game with 27 points. <laughs> so one thing AD said, you can't poke the bear. I'm going to say one thing about that series. It had more of a game seven feel to me of the NBA finals because we know we know with LeBron James, we know what he definitely brings. We know mm-hmm. with the, the uh, I'm going to say Clay Thompson didn't play, but you know what those type of players bring. We know what Steph Curry brings. We know what Draymond brings. You know what Steve Kerr brings as a coach in mm-hmm. He sees the floor differently. LeBron James is very smart. Steph Curry is too. Steph Curry would just shoot the ball from long distance, but he just be dialing up. 1-800. Call <laughs> AT&T. Like, range, the range is unlimited with a player like him. I know it hurts for the go to take words to go home. Mm-hmm. I feel they like if so they close. did, huh? So they were so close. Yeah, I feel like if they did get in and play the Utah Jazz, I think I would have took the Warriors in six. All right. I, I mean, I don't think I disagree. I mean, because that's that would have been just the, the right momentum they needed. Now they uh, they got over the hurdle of the play in, and now they in. Um, and then Steph was like them last couple of weeks. He was on another level. So with their uh, with Draymond and his um, you know Steph. And occurred like that experience of these last couple of years. I think it would have been just too much for for Utah uh, to co- to overcome. Like like it's not so much on the job learning you can do in that type of situation. All right, after the year they had the Golden State Warriors, you know we can't call it an A plus because you only get an A plus when you when you win a championship. If you had to give them a grade right now on how they finished their season off. Honestly, what would you give the Golden State Warriors? Uh, I would give them like a B minus. Okay, um, I take I, okay. Uh, just, just because their role players uh, started to uh, catch a, a rhythm at the right time. Mm-hmm. Steph was playing at an MVP level. Draymond on the defense and uh, facilitating in was playing how uh, like the Draymond. Oh, he just wasn't there offensively. Um, and then if you take that along with it, if they add. Clay Thompson and, and Wiseman, or if they trade Wiseman and get other, you know, veteran players for him, that's another team in the top five of the West, and we running out of teams. <laughs> like right. this, every year is going to be a situation in the West where we're 
a good team will end up in a play-in and either barely making it or not making it. Right. Me, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get a Golden State Warriors solid A. Okay. I know they didn't make it to the playoffs, but like you said, I look at the turmoil. Players getting injured. Steph Curry literally put the team <laughs> on his back. Like at first, they had they had them not even making the playoffs once they times the game. So they they didn't make the playoffs, but to get where they was at, to get that to get that close, but didn't get in right there at the door. Right there at the door, Marcus. You seen Polar? Uh, what's that? Polar Express? Right, at, right there. <laughs> they had that golden ticket to get to get stamped, but it's right there. Mm-hmm. I, I like what I, I'm, I'm. I'm saying like what Clay Thompson was saying. I like what I saw from this team this year. They played with so much character, poise. Other players stepped up who you thought was going to step up: Jordan Poole, Mark Mulder. Uh, uh, you're looking at Kent Bazemore. Guys that stepped up, like they, they was Tassiano. These dudes that stepped up. So if you bring in the Clay Thompson, maybe another big name, this team can be right there again. Right. But not in this situation. They can be right as a number one, number two team in the West with the right pieces. And, and don't get it wrong. Oh, they will find another piece. Mm-hmm. I do. I, me personally, I think they probably will move on for Draymond Green at the end of this season. Okay. I feel like they trade Draymond Green. And they can get like a player they've been watching another team for the for the low, for a steal. Go to say be winning right there again. They only they they right there. They only a, a piece away from being back the being back in the NBA finals or maybe hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy. So you're looking at that. Go to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, LeBron James playing against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Great game. Pacing itself like you always do. Marcus, I think I, I think I was telling my neighbor this. How you see? How you think about that game? I said LeBron James is a master of manipulation. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. Lost a couple of games on purpose. Down the stretch. It seemed like they did. They did. He yeah. lost the first game and playing the game on purpose. They knew they can come out there and beat the beat the Warriors. But I thought they was playing with fire once they was doing that because at first the Warriors was running them out the gym, mm-hmm. literally, because you couldn't get enough from AD. You know, AD is uh, fine China. He always on the ground. If he fall, he might shatter something. LeBron James is the actor of the year. Um, Contagious <laughs> uh, Caldwell Pope is iffy. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. Dennis Schroeder, another one. I just feel like that team is at their best when Dennis Schroeder is attacking and passing. LeBron right. James is doing the same thing to attacking and passing. I don't need AD. You don't need no threes from play under the rim, play right there under the rim. And I thought when they got Andre Drummond, I thought it was gonna be a great pickup. Right now, right. it don't look so good. Like yeah, he got played off the floor. Like they can't even play him. Right, like you six, what is it, seven? What is it? I'm gonna say six eleven for the benefit of the diamond say he's had. Whatever, seven feet tall. Seven footer, Marcus gets the ball right up in mid in the air. Why is he bringing it back down to get the ball swiped out? <laughs> Keep it up high and dunk it. Do miss a lot of layups, a lot of dunks. To be right. that tall. He's the, only, he's the only big man in the league or player. I don't think it's anyone else has more missed dunks than him. Not exactly. Like, how do you miss? And just, and he be trying to shoot the little soft hook shot. And he be airballing that. <laughs> Attack the ball 
I mean, attack the rim with some authority like he did in the first quarter against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he got rounded the floor because they moved Draymond Green to the five. Right. He wouldn't want to keep up with Draymond Green. Nope. So I'm looking at Montrez Harrell. I think he got lost in the sauce too because Drummond is taking up a lot of those minutes. Right. Now they got and three he, centers. So, right. So you're looking at a person with, with a contract like a Drummond. It's almost like I have to play him. Mm-hmm. Then you got somebody like Marcus Sauls getting back into the mix, finding that stride just because he has that playoff experience and he also has an NBA championship. Andre Drummond has neither nor <laughs> one of those. Nope. So when I'm looking at this team right here, the Los Angeles Lakers matching up with the Phoenix Suns, this is the reason I said LeBron James is a master manipulation. He had the he had the Clippers and the Nuggets so scared they start losing games on purpose so they can avoid to play the Lakers. Right. The Lakers say, you know what? It's cool. We're gonna take the easy rate, the easy way through. We're gonna play the Suns. And best bet, we're probably gonna beat them in four or five. We're right. gonna go rest up. We're gonna let the Clippers and Clippers and Mavericks bang it out, right? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna let the Trailblazers and the Nuggets go in. LeBron gonna have an easy first round game, which he know. He probably says, "Hey, look, guys, look, one game at a time." But let's go ahead and sweep these guys. Let's go for the four zero sweep, right? So we can get them extra two days of rest because he won that game against the, the Warriors the other night. That dude was off for two days, right? And, and he, he broke triple double. And a triple double, and he broke the COVID nineteen protocol. <laughs> and yeah. like I said. It's here earlier in the show. I said, Kira's a verb broken. He can't play. You know, but they let the, they look, they let LeBron James play though. <laughs> boy, that boy Adam Silver is like in the bird box. <laughs> like, I didn't he see, see it. nothing. <laughs> this, is a, this is a LeBron-driven league. Just imagine if LeBron James had to sit down for seven to ten days in COVID protocol. That was never happening. Do you I know seen what, that, and then the next thing I saw was reports that oh, it wasn't that many people enough to <laughs> for it to be for, a breach of COVID. Like oh, was it three people? For what I see, you had Drake, you had the whole OVO, <laughs> you had Rich Paul there. I mean, you probably All even had clutch. DJ Mel there too. I mean, right. I mean, LeBron throw parties. He was doing a, right. uh, what was a uh, campaign thing for uh, his Drake that he always sponsored. Was it called Lobos? Yep. All right. <laughs> Lobos. It was more than it was more than seven people there. I'm sure, I definitely probably closer to a hundred. Right, more. That's a. Unless they they can prove that they all had a uh, it was all vaccinated. It's the king. LeBron ain't vaccinated. <laughs> he ain't. You know, you know, Drake ain't vaccinated. Like mm. it's so crazy. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, what I'm about to say. He can fly in the U.S. with no problem, but the Americans ain't go to Canada. I'm just saying. Well, no, yeah, he was a uh, um, Canadian bound for a while there. You know, he couldn't lead a border. Um, I think Lil Wayne mentioned it recently in, in, in one of their songs, like you know, he was trying to free Drake from Canada. But after that uh, flight was lifted, he, he was moving more freely than Americans. <laughs> right. So I'm looking at this. So now. Now we got all 16 teams. Now, 
playing for the NBA championship. The first team to 15, we know when. Or it may take longer. For sure, it may take some teams 20 games. So you're looking at this right now. We go, we go, let's go through some of these first round matchups right now. All right. Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat. Right? Right. Who do you like in that series right now? Milwaukee's a three seed. Miami's a six seed. We know what the we know what the Miami Heat did last year to the Milwaukee Bucks in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I think um I think it's going seven games. Oh, he said seven. But I think Milwaukee, uh, they walk away with it this time. Um, you know, we already saw in game one, they showed some resiliency, some toughness that they didn't right. have in a bubble last year to, to win game one. You know, mm-hmm. albeit in overtime, albeit um, pretty much on, in the last possession of the game. Mm-hmm. I think that alone shows you that they have, you know, grown enough to defeat Miami. And I think um, this year there's not a lot of hype behind them. Uh, so they kind of been under the radar, you know, because it's been a, you know, we had some pods where I just completely left them off my top East, <laughs> East teams. I like just forgot about them. And I think that's a good thing for them. Um, you know, I think they get over the hump. I think they beat Miami this year, you know, in seven games. All right. I'm going to say this. Key additions. Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday, definitely great pickup. Score defender, very, very unappreciated in the league. Right. I put – I'm going to tell you who class I put uh, Drew Holiday in as a point guard wise. You probably know his name, Andre Miller. Okay. Great point guard, offensively mm-hmm. great, great defensive ball player, uh, has a high IQ. Same thing like Drew Holiday. Understand the game, knowing to take a shot, knowing not to take a shot, knowing to make that pass, knowing to step up a defense. He has all those tools in his box. Uh, another great pickup, PJ Tucker. Give them a wing defender. That's what they was missing because Jimmy Butler last year was basically having his way on Chris Middleton. Now, guess what? Chris Middleton had to guard Jimmy Butler because now, guess what? I got P.J. Tucker, who's a dog in the defensive end, can guard Jimmy Butler, can take some of that stress. And I can be more fresh down the fourth quarter like what we seen was. yesterday. Right. So I thought that was good. Miami Heat. Tyler Hero. Had a rough I year. Mean, he he kind of came on late, but he had he, a rough him, – him and Duncan Robinson had a rough year, whereas last year, them guys the was, was on fuego in the bubble. So, <laughs> I'm going to say about a lot of teams was playing good in the bubble. A lot of guys, like I said, some of those like they first, they first year in the NBA. So, for your first year in the NBA to have no fans, and you was like used a to trial it. Run, right? Right, like it's a, a trial, trial run. run. So now you get a little bit fans. Now you get a little bit noise. The, the tension, the tension is high because you got the fans right there looking at you now. In your mind, now, I gotta hit this shot. <laughs> so now you're getting them back into an element they're not used to. Now they, now they hear a real, real hardcore fans booing and cheering. You don't, they don't care what type of night you have. The only thing the fan want, if you wide open, I don't care how many games you go to. We want the home team to always score. We want them to score every trip. So if you miss a couple of threes in Miami, Heat culture, whoever, they're going to let you know. No fans going to let you know what's going down. So I'm looking at Tyler Hero, what he's, what he's going to do. Because he, like to me, in the play, yeah, he showed up late, but you need him to be. If Jack Harlow make a song about you, you're supposed <laughs> to be delivering every single game. Right. And he's not doing that. So that's what I'm looking at right there. Like he has to play. 
up to those expectations. I'm going to say this right now, Marcus. Game two is with tomorrow night. That's on TNT. Milwaukee leads. If Milwaukee go up 2-0 and go back to Miami, I believe Miami still a game in Miami. I like my chances to say Milwaukee and five. Oh, you want five? Yeah, I think we have to get at least at least two. I know I'm, I'm saying in seven, but I think they get at least two at minimum. <laughs> All right. Philadelphia and the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Game ones be playing right now today. The 76ers is and the Wizards. Mm-hmm. In this series, we know Russell Westbrook a couple years ago. Him and Joel and B talk trash to each other and stuff like that. We know sometimes Russell Westbrook can get the best of Joel and B. So when you're looking at the Brody versus the process, how many games in the series is this going? Who's going to be the X factor in this series for them to win for both teams? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, for both teams. Um, Bertans, Bertans on the Wizards. Okay. Um, I think he's an X factor just simply just because of his shooting. That's it. That's it. That's all his shooting uh, mm-hmm. makes him an X factor. And then on Philly, um, I'm going to go with uh, their, their young defender. What's his name? Uh, Tybal. Um, I think he has a, a chance of being a real defensive star in these playoffs. Because mm-hmm. if he can be put on um, Westbrook or Brad Beal, and you know, do a number on them because you know they also got Ben Simmons, who's in the Defensive Player of the Year running as well. I mm-hmm. think his added a defense can ultimately win not only this series but the next couple because you know the East is really heavy in perimeter play, and he's the one of the best at the year two or three, whatever year he in in the league. He's like the top top three, top five defender on the perimeter. All right. Um. So Bertans. And title, and I, I I don't know about I'm gonna go chalk and pick uh Philly to to come <laughs> to win this series. I don't know how many games though. I'm gonna say this in this series X factor. I'm gonna start with the my, not just about to say my with the uh, 76ers. Okay. I'm gonna say the X factor. I'm gonna say Tobias Harris. Oh okay. Like Which I thought who should have been a candidate for most improved player as well. Just because he stepped up a lot when Ben Simmons is down with the injury this season. Uh, I'm looking at him. If he can give you a solid 17 to 15 points per game, that team's going to win. They're going to win. More than enough. More than enough. They're going to win because I like what he brings to the, another guy who actually is a good mid-range shooter. The J. Cole lookalike. <laughs> He's a great shooter and he's a great defender, especially mm-hmm. on the wings, too, as well. He can knock that three ball down. I'm going to say this. Washington Wizards, X factor. Because this person, majority of the time, is going to be on Joel and B. I'm going to say Alex Mann. Oh, okay. Not a household name. Out of Maryland. I wasn't expecting that. Not a household name. If he can keep Joel and B under 25. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> that team okay. has a, uh, has a, ha, have a legitimate chance of winning the game. If you can keep him, and one thing we said about Alex Lynn, he's long. If he can get, if he can get to the hole, at least create some type of foul trouble on the 76ers front court, I think the Washington Wizards have a legit chance of winning the series. 
But right. if I had to pick right now who's going to win this series, I'm going to say, I say, give me, give me, I'm going to say, give me the Sixers and four. Oh, you got clean sweet. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Sweet. What's that broom call you get from, uh, from Walmart? The old cedar. Sweep <laughs> it up. <laughs> I'm gonna get Washington one game in Washington, for sure. Like I, I haven't, I don't. After this game, um, you know, go off there. You know, it's all right now. I have a better feel. But is it is either Philly in four, like you said, or Philly in five? Um, I, I just can't see them winning more than more than one game. But I, I can't go out and say sweep either, though. Okay. Next series, the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. This is sweet. He didn't waste no time. He said it's sweet. Why? Yeah. No Jalen Brown. No Jalen Brown. Um, you know, we we just talked, you know, we talked about Charlotte. No Gordon Hayward. I think mm. they needed him. Mm. Um uh and I think Tatum is he gonna he gonna go off a few games. I just don't think it's gonna be enough. Kemba's been playing a lot better. I just them two together, I don't is not enough. And they, they haven't been the with, without Jalen Brown, they're just not quite the defensive team. Um and I just don't I don't see it. Like uh, there's just Brooklyn is just too powerful. Uh, you know, like last game we saw James Harden came back, don't look like he missed no games. Yeah, smoothie hearted. Right. Kyrie had 29. KD was just unstoppable. KD. He had 32. And then Blake Griffin also chipped in. It's like it's too many people. It's too many. It's too many threats on Brooklyn. Um, yeah. But to just rely on Tatum and uh, Kemba to, to just get him over the hump. I think if Jalen was there, it, it can go six games. But since he's not there, I, I think it's a sweep. Just what I'm going to say about the Boston Celtics. Everybody can say, oh, Boston can't find no continuity. Where's their identity? First of all, their continuity identity is starts with Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. If they lose, I'm gonna go see if they if they lose <laughs> and go out in the first round, this is gonna happen. Brad Stevens, you should have took that job at Indiana University. <laughs> you getting swept. They getting swept, Marcus. They getting swept. <laughs> Kimball Walker catch fire too late. You can't get scoring from Marcus Smith. Nope. You can't get you can't get scoring from Peyton Pritchard. Trisha Thompson ain't gonna give you no score. You got eleven points, nine rebounds, and nine blocks from Robert Williams. That's actually a good game for him. Where else you getting scoring from besides Jason Tatum? Somebody else got to have an outer body experience. Jason Tatum, Kimball Walker. They need a third. Uh, Evan Jenna Fournier. Brown. Evan Fournier, maybe. Evan Fournier can't get no buckets in because he got that heavy basketball number on 94. <laughs> Let's be honest. Thought that was a terrible trade. That The bus of his backcourt is loaded with point guard. No, no, no wing man and no big man. What hurt them is they got rid of Daniel Tice. A man that a big man that can run the floor, who can step out, hit a jumper occasion or two. That's what hurt them. They're small. 
on the glass side. All right. Boston, the Boston Celtics messed up. I think if they lose this, I can see I can see Danny Ainge getting fired too. That's huge. People ain't saying about Danny Ainge. Remember, Danny Ainge signed on to these guys sticking around, starting with the coach, with the players. I can see a person. I guess, like I said, they get swept. Kyrie Irving is too much. KD is too much. You got, you you got uh, like you said, Blake Griffin. James Harden came back like he ain't missed nothing. Mm-hmm. Smoothie Harden. <laughs> then you got the other guys stepping up. Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green, mm-hmm. Blake Harris, ha- Joe Harris, uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Brown, who they call Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and he ain't, he ain't playing nothing like Batman. But I'm telling you one thing: he's scrapping on defense. Yeah. Team that team has a lot. Oh, uh, Claxton. So mm-hmm. there, ha- it's over. It's, I'm sorry, Boston. Y'all had y'all run. Y'all got your 17, your 16 matters, or what the case may be. Uh, it's over. The the, mm-hmm. the game I am looking forward to though. Okay. The New York Knicks. The, the New Atlanta York Hawks. Knickerbockers. Right. Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle. R.J. Bear. I'm telling the story again. Met R.J. Baird in New York the, the day before NBA draft. They had like a meet and greet thing. You can meet the players, the future players in the league. Got up, took a picture with them. I said, look, man, it may be ugly for the first couple of seasons. I said, give us some time. I said, watch, man, you're going to be in the playoffs. Just take time. I said, at the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. I said, all the other noise, cancel that out. Look where he's right. at now. NBA playoffs. With the most, I'm going to say, call it right now. Julius Randle, the most improved player. Improved player, he definitely is. Thibodeau. I think I think he need a. He's probably fourth on a lot of people MVP ballot. Julius Randle. Yeah, he's actually got a. We got probably do got some votes for MVP. Just think about where the Knicks was at. The last it was a laughing stock in the league. You talk about easily one of the most wealthiest teams in the NBA. That team every year do almost almost five to six billion dollars easily. Wow. Playoffs or no playoffs. The New York Knickerbockers. Your Knicks. In this series, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think so, too. You get the leading shot blocker on, on New York Knicks. No less Noel. Okay. You get the, you get the, the leading rebound, Clint Capella, for the Hawks. Yeah. The left-handed assassin. Julius Randle. You got Ice Trey. And you got Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Marcus. <laughs> Who do you like in this series and how many games? So it's a definitely nothing seven. It's a seven game series for sure. Uh-huh. And I think it depends on where Derrick Rose do. I hate to put pressure on D Rose yet again. But if D Rose play like how he's been playing those last couple games of the season, I, I'm going to take the Knicks. In seven games, so you go Knicks in seven. But you know, I think Atlanta's more talented. But D Rose play, you know, with how he's been playing this, this last couple of weeks, right? I think it's enough to cancel. You know, to just can't not cancel out 
uh, ice tray, but like it, at least make it, it so it's not lopsided. And then you, you mentioned RJ Barrett. It's like they got a lot of sneaky talent in, in New York. They do. Yeah. <laughs> New York is playing with house money. I like, I love house money. Because when you find a house money in the house, guess what it's good for? You can spend it. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Just because Derrick Rose has the most playoff experience in New York Knicks. Thibodeau has the most playoff experience mm-hmm. with that team. And give it up for Nate Miller, who can actually be, I mean, he could have got a bit of finest for the coach of the year. He had them boys finishing strong down the stretch. That's three. Real. That's now three organizations he didn't take from like not being in the playoffs to the playoffs within like a year of him taking the job. You know, Indiana, uh, Portland. Nah, it, never not. Get, it never get considered for coach for a coach of the year. Nah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Just put <laughs> it out there. Uh, I'm gonna say this about this series. X Factor, me, New York Knicks. The X Factor would be Reggie Bullock. Oh yeah, he's a sniper. If he can, if he can hit this, if he can hit those threes and be consistent on that end, Marcus, it's gonna be a long, it probably be a long <laughs> series. You said you like the the what the Hawks or the Knicks? I said the Knicks in seven. You like the Knicks in seven? I'm gonna go Knicks in six. Okay, One just because if, if, if it's hey man, look, Derrick Rose in the playoffs. I feel happy saying that. If I haven't seen Derrick Rose in the playoffs in a minute. Well, not playing well. I think what he not I think playing he's well. That, he's on that Timberwolves team. He's on Timberwolves team, but he won. He won that. He won that. Derrick Rose, you know, he's still coming right. back from injury and stuff like that. Now this Derrick Rose right here. Now you talk about Derrick Rose, the dreads. Now he on this Tim signature shoe here mm. in New York. He's doing it big out there, and. Right. What I like about it, he come off the bench and give you a solid 15 points. All right. So if they can got, put him in a you know, speedy quick to the cup. Um, dunk on you, Derrick Rose. He like he's like savvy point guard, <laughs> Derrick so Rose. If they win, Reggie Bullock gonna be the X factor. Everybody else will have to play okay. their role. Now for the Hawks, the X factor, everybody keeps saying John Collins. And I and Trey Young, those are nice X factors. Those are considered core players. Those are the stars of their team. You can't call them the X factor. Right. X factor has got to be somebody like a Kevin Herter uh, for the Hawks. I'm going to say right. this: if they want to win, X factor for the Atlanta Hawks. You gonna go with? You need him to step up big. I got, I got two players. I two players. Cam Reddish. Okay. DeAndre Hunter. Okay, I, I can see. I can see. You both got two. DeAndre Hunter. Lou Williams, we know what he brings to the table. Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to say those three. Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. Oh, okay. So you and Cam my, Reddish. These Bo, guys. Bogdan and Kevin Herter. But I can deal with that. Those that. guys have to be ready. Give me the New York Knicks in six. Okay. So that's, that's the one we agree on. Not not the same amount of games, but we agree on the winner. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go to the West. Utah Jazz, Memphis Grizzlies. 
in the playoffs? X factors and how many series would it take? So this is the one where I said, you know, I hinted at, you know, I think it could be an upset. I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out on I'm going to say Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. uh, in Ooh, six games. Oh, games. whoa, 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 whoa. Memphis? Um, Memphis is six? And, and I'm going to take uh, um, who's going to be the under uh, the secret weapon? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, uh, can't really call him as you know X Factor. I'm gonna go with Jaron Jackson as nah, no, I, no. I'm gonna go with um, Jonas Valanciunas as an X Factor. Okay, I, I like that because you got to keep what's name contained, Rudy Gobert. If you mm-hmm. keep Rudy Gobert under his season average, if you can keep him under at least about 12 rebounds and under 15 points, man, your team definitely got a fighting chance. I I definitely like that what you said about those teams uh, f- as well. When I'm looking at the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies matchup, uh, the X factor for the Utah Jazz, Marcus, I'm going to say, you know Jordan Clarkson pretty much going to be the most, I mean, six men of the year. And I'm just going to say, I'm taking on them and say, X factor, I'm going to say Boyan. Bogdanovich, because he hasn't really been doing nothing. They've been in a quiet season. Okay. If Boyan can step up and have – if Boyan come out the gate tonight, give you 25 with dropping Bogdanovich Mitchell, this series may be over in four. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say him. But another person will get no love. I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say uh, Royce O'Neal. Can he okay. can he keep – can he contain uh, – John Moran. No, so I picked Memphis. So the answer, so my answer would be no. But if he does, like you said, Utah in four. Like if John Morant is not John Morant, mm-hmm. this is gonna be over very quick. <laughs> very, very quick. Um Memphis Grizzlies, X Factor. This is gonna be tough. Titus Jones. I, know, I mean, I don't know if he if if he get if he plays enough. Yeah, he can definitely because he's a you know he in the league he hasn't had that moment. But you mm-hmm. know, if you go back to his college days, you know, as a no. last time I think they won a national championship. And he I'll take that back. Boys. I'll take that back, Marcus. Don't give me Titus and Jones. I'm going to tell you the X Factor is Drayson Allen. He played oh, for okay. Utah. <laughs> another dookie. <laughs> right. Another dookie. Not me like that, but uh, but if Drayson Allen come off the bench and give you viable, viable minutes and they can win the game, and if you need someone like Grayson Allen to give you like 12 points, he's the he's the glue guy for their team as well. So you like the Memphis Grizzlies? Man, that's tough. He said you like the Grizzlies in six. Marcus, you can give me man, that that 8-1 seed do smell upset. You got Jaron Jackson back coming back. You got Valachunas back. So they're gonna be long on the floor. Don Mitchell playing well. Uh, I thought he has one of my MVP candidates. Marcus. Mm-hmm. 
I think this game, I think this series may go six. Okay. I mean, six. Give me the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. John Are you taking the Memphis Grizzlies too? Okay. I like that. Right, that's like an that. upset pick. <laughs> All right. Two versus seven. The Phoenix Suns. They got the coach of the year and the GM of the year. Going against against, MVP running, yep. You're going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers is a seven seed. No seven seeded team in NBA history has not won an NBA championship. Now, listen to this, Marcus. You know what's so funny about this? This seven seed, the Lakers and the Boston Celtics are the most winning teams in NBA history. (laughs) They got the most banners, they both seven seeds. Hmm. So think about that. So X factors in this game, and how many games would it be, Marcus? This should be. Um, I, I feel bad for the Suns. I really do. Um, I'm gonna say Lakers in five. Uh, X factors being um, Dennis Schroeder, who who was just under the tutelage of Chris Paul, uh, and I'm also go with. Um, uh, Tyler Tate was it Taylor Horton Tucker? THT. Those are the X factors because I think everybody's expecting like the the Lakers to continue to be with you know West Matthews who's an X factor in the playing game and Caruso, right. um, but I think for this particular matchup, THT. Um, and who I just I just said his name, real old man is Schroeder. And Schroeder. Those are, those are the X factors. This because Schroeder has to be a pest to Chris Paul. Like he got to be the protege mm-hmm. type pest. All right, Phoenix Suns. My X factor will be Justin Jackson. Okay. I mean, this they team got, is like, they whole squad is like X factors. If they're not Devin Booker, Chris Paul, so. We know De- we, I'm no I know Devin Booker get 25 tonight with his eyes closed. A game come on at three o'clock. Uh, the X factor is gonna be Justin Jackson. You know, the other X factor for the Phoenix Suns would be Monty Williams. Okay. Execution. No one to take that time out in a heated playoff series. Remember, this is all new to the rest of these guys on this team. Mm-hmm. This is new, so you gotta understand. When that timeout is coming, when that halftime, that half timeout coming, that's gonna be execution right there. X factor for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm gonna throw all out the window. I talked about him crazy today. Andre Drummond. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say tonight Andre Drummond has 18 and 15. If he give you 18, because they're gonna get DeAndre. If they get DeAndre eight in the foul trouble early. Over. Over with. Over. Over with. All right. Okay. Because, I see that. Because it's gonna be over. I like the I like I picked I originally before I seen the, the playoff tree or the bracket what people call it. I sent the Lakers and five. But if these Lakers win the first two on the road, over. Sweet. Four zero. <laughs> I'm sorry you got coach of the year. Y'all got the coach of the year, G of the year. I mean, whatever, executive year. Phoenix Suns. I'm sorry to say this. 
Get y'all tan lotion out. <laughs> Lakers not getting no sunburn. Out of here. Um, the four and five matchup, the Clippers and Mavericks. Marcus, X factors for these are who going to win this series. Uh, man, this I think it's a seven-game series. Ooh, it's sad. I'm going with um, on Dallas. Tim Hardaway uh, Jr. is an X okay. factor. And TJ. on uh, the Clippers, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, was it uh, Bobby Schmurder? What's his name? Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Reggie Jackson's an X factor because you know we saw what PG and uh, Kawhi did. You know they kind of saved that game from getting really out of hand yesterday. Right. Um, uh, and, oh, and I'm going to add on uh, Ray John Rondo. And, you know, Ray John Rondo uh, and Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. is the X Factors. But I'm, I'm trying to – I'm going to go with the Clippers to, to, to win this one in seven games. All right. X, all right. Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I think the Clippers lost a lot. From last year, not the same team. Uh, it's going to mess them up. Uh, Serge Ibaka come back into the mix of the playoff. They didn't play hardly no regular season games. And, uh, he's back in the in, back in their lineup off the bench, whatever. X factor if they want to win the Clippers. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to say if this guy right here plays up to the potential and the and the Clippers believe in this big man and Zubak, get to bring it. Get to bring it. <laughs> Sorry. That's going to be the X factor they want to win. Dallas Mavericks, my X factor is going to be Jalen Brunson. Oh, okay. Because I, I feel the real New York Knicks today because his dad played for the New York Knicks. So, Rick Brunson. So, Jalen Brunson is going to be the X factor for the Dallas Mavericks. And low key, another one. You said Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to say uh, Dwight Feeney Schmidt. Dwight okay. Feeney Schmidt. Long guard, athletic, not scared, going to defend. Because right now, I'm looking at the Clippers, they're the same. I'm getting the same production, getting mm-hmm. 20 plus from Paul George. I'm getting 20 plus for Kawhi Leonard. What, what is the Clippers bench going to do? They need to play off Rondo to uh, rein in the troops. I'm liking Luca the Don, 22 year old, years old, Phenom. Luka magic, yep. Marcus. The Clippers mm-hmm. lost on purpose so they won't have to see the Lakers. If they lose, what a backfire. <laughs> if they lose, Marcus, why going to be gone? And the, and the sad part about it, not only he can be fired, what's name may get fired? Tyron Lu. One year on the job. This team has the talent. Everybody's riding. Hey, sorry, Marcus. Hey, Mark Cuban, what's up, man? <laughs> I mean, I got y'all in six. Give me the Mavericks <laughs> in six. Okay. Give me the Mavericks in six. All right. Last but not least, 
Last but not least, Marcus. The Portland Trail Blazers and the banged up Denver Nuggets. So I, I was. Your X, X Factor and who's going to win this series? So uh, I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony being an X Factor. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to take Portland to win the series mm. uh, in six games. Because mm. uh, I, I think Jamal Murray is just too much to overcome. I don't care how mm. good facts, facts. how good the, the Joker is. It's just too much to overcome against this Blazers team where they're really guard heavy. Uh, and right. then their bigs are serviceable. Right. Um, if, the only reason that they can get past these trailblazers is if Michael Porter Jr. has an outer body experience, and I don't think it's happening. So I'm going with Portland and six. Mm. All right. I like that. I'm looking at this series. Like you said, out of all the players in the league, Nikolai Jokic played every game this season, all 72. Mm-hmm. That might He might be the favorite in the MVP because that he, he's the most valuable. And the most durable. They lost Jamal Murray early. And he still kept that same play up. Right. So that's definitely great. That's definitely MVP Nas consideration. You know, speaking of Denver Nuggets, their X factor for the Denver Nuggets, I'm going to say this is kind of tough because I thought they lost so much when they got rid of uh, what's the Grant Boy name? They play for the Detroit Pistons. Jeremy. Jeremy Grant. So they lost Jeremy Grant, which I thought was a big subtraction. You got you got Aaron Gordon. Look lost out there. <laughs> he looked lost in the playoffs. <laughs> he looked lost. Yeah, he was in the, in, the, in the playoffs in that bubble in Orlando, but he don't look he don't look the same as I thought he was. So I'm not going to different nuggets. Man, I don't want to say Aaron Gordon. Gonna be your X factor, but if I had to pick an X factor for the Denver Nuggets, if they're gonna overcome this type of type of uh, situation, man, it's time for Paul Millsap to step up. Oh, Millsap, you end up getting replaced. It's gonna be a Kevin Love there next year if you don't get together. <laughs> I'm looking at the play of the. Other Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr., it's a shot that he don't like. He's taking the shot. He literally shot them out the ball game the other night. Um, uh, Capazio, I like his game, but you need, I need, I definitely need Paul Milton to step up in that role. Now, and also PJ Dozier. Oh, okay. PJ Dozier. That's Those a real under actually. the radar guy. Those are I like that though. <laughs> those are two two guys, uh, uh, who I just said, um, Paul Millsap and PJ Dozer, definitely to step up. I didn't even call Melo an X Factor because I already know what Melo brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony, uh, I'm gonna say this for the Portland Trailblazers, X Factor, damn, get buckets. Angie buckets. CJ get buckets. Simon. Simon's been getting buckets. 
Man, they took the words out of my mouth. Anthony Simons. That's who I would have. That's one of my X factors right there. Simons. And I can't call Melo an X factor because Melo, I know Melo will get you about 15. And his Melo can get you 15 in his sleep. Definitely. Um See, I got him as an X factor because I think again one of these games he's gonna get you 30. He's gonna he gonna look like Melo of old. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this, Marcus. The X Factor. I'm gonna say Covey. Covey. Robert okay. Covington. Six seven defender. Man. A lot of power forward for them. Yeah. They leave him open a lot. A lot of teams leave him open like he can't shoot. He's a bona fide scorer. Mm-hmm. They leave him. I think they'd be disrespecting him. I like him because he played defense. And the crazy thing is he got a mask on and people still be taking shots at him. He'd be taking him to the team every time. So man, that dude tough. Mm-hmm. That dude tough. He's my X Factor. Marcus. Oh. Give me the Portland Trailblazers in five. Okay, five. Five, six, six, five. Gentlemen, sweet. <laughs> That's what I'm going with right there. That's who I'm going with right there. So now we're going we're going to end off the playoff talk. We know they decided to coach a year already and executive of the year. I was hurt when I seen the finals with the MVP. Jokic, MB, right? Mm-hmm. And the last person was uh, who's that third person for the MVP? Steph Curry. Okay. No Chris Paul. No Chris Paul. I mean, yeah, that's disappointing, Chris Paul. I mean, I would have personally took MB out because he missed a lot of games. I think he missed what, seven, 15, 20 games. Chris Paul played every game, bro. Yeah, Chris Paul played every game. I would have had Jokic one. Um, Chris Paul to Steph Curry three and then Julius Randle at four. I would have taken B all the way out just because I, I don't think he played enough games. But if if he had played every game, I think he I think he was actually the MVP when he was playing. Right. Um, I, I just Jokic, you know, his consistency and and play and availability is just mm-hmm. too much. I think he he will get the MVP. Um, I just don't agree with Embiid being second. Uh, if, you, if you're not going to have Chris Paul second, I will go with uh, Steph Curry second. Just, and the only reason why he he's probably not going to get it is because they got, you know they played out of the playoffs. So I'm going to say this. Just because it was exciting to see him, and you probably made a very valid point just because they lost and make it. Now, if he didn't make the playoffs, he was getting an MVP. Could this be something in the making of NBA history, something we've never seen? I mean, it probably had, but I've never seen it. A player winning the MVP but not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to do that. <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to do that. I mean, if, if for anybody, um, you, you think uh, like the, the couple years, two or three years, LeBron didn't make the playoffs in Cleveland. One of his I think was that his second or third year, you could argue he was he was an MVP candidate that year. Um, and then now this past year with Steph, I think those are like the only two circumstances where that could have happened. But yeah. I don't think 
Steph is getting it this year. Now, just say this happens. Steph didn't make the playoffs. Just say Joel B losing the first round, right? Say right. no um Nikolai Jokic losing the first round. Who would be your MVP? It's definitely Chris Paul. I mean, but they probably gonna lose in the first round too. <laughs> so it's like uh that that'll be tough. I would have to go to Steph Curry. Yeah. But MVP right now, Steph Curry is my valid, my choice of MVP. But since you broke okay. it down like that, what you said earlier, I think the MVP is going to Jokic. Plays hey, two games straight. Mm-hmm. He did. It kept kept the team up. Like they didn't fall. I don't think they um, winning percentage changed when Jamal Murray went out. I think it may have even went up. They only so, fell down one spot. Yeah. Because at first, before the Jamal in, before Jamal Murray got injured, they was pretty much the clear cut number one favorite in the West the whole time. Right. So. That's what I look at it. Um, anything else you got to say, Marcus? You want to wrap it up? With anything? Uh, just that you know that this this Washington Wizards and, and Philly game is on as we speak, and, mm-hmm. and Washington is is giving them a run for their money. And like you said, Alex Lynn and a co-host of other players mm-hmm. are just really zeroing in on them. Be every hey, time that, they get paint touches, they that hey, that, Gal- that Galford kid is and hey, that Galford kid is good. Oh yeah, for sure. He's better than expected. Mm-hmm. So y'all know who that is. This this reporting live is after hours live for the man cave. This is your host Tay Wiggs. It's your co-host Mark Senior. We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out peace